0: Say something. Something. Oh, I'm. I'm... Welcome back to. Are you just dead staring at the camera?
1: No, I'm (laughs) alive staring at the camera.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Welcome back to Misfits and Tidbits. It's Monday.
1: It's a Monday.
2: Monday, Monday, Monday.
1: What's another Monday reference?
2: I think it's a Sunday reference that I just made.
3: Oh sunday sunday su- well it actually is sunday
2: <laughs> oh, yeah it actually is sunday but it's a monday for our listeners well some of them
3: some of them sundays i mean sometimes
2: can i get this crack out of the way
3: oh yeah. wait i also have a crack i need a sip i don't need a sip but i also have a crack
2: everybody i need to has. stop
3: fucking with the straw so everybody got a crack all right go
2: ahead Oops. we do it together
3: Yep. i need a pre-crack because my fingers are too nimble. okay pre- ready
0: pretty crack
1: one two three who
0: pre-cracks?
1: My fingers are not good. strong. Good,
4: good, nimble, I wish good I goodness. pre-cracked last time because I you heard, struggled to you hurt yourself.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes they crack back. It said sometimes that was literally back. the part for some reason when I was editing the audio last week. That was the only part that it would play. It would. It wouldn't go anywhere past that. It was just like sometimes they crack back. Sometimes they crack back. Sometimes they, they crack, crack back. I so cursed hard. it. I didn't. It was come nothing was selected, and I tried to select something else, and it
1: wouldn't select. So I was just-
2: hmm. Sometimes they crack back, you know?
1: I was pre but-
2: see
0: restored. I oh, forgot what I was going to say. I had something to say. I think. Doesn't matter.
1: Probably does.
0: Probably. It'll come back to me. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I had a pretty good day.
3: I'm starting to feel better. I was in like a really big funk this week. And uh,
1: what did we do yesterday, dude?
0: um what would be yesterday saturday i don't know what did you do yesterday sir we talk
1: all day what did i do yesterday
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember i also don't remember what i did <laughs> yesterday was a wash
1: we woke up late what so. did we have for breakfast
0: couldn't tell you well, we usually shoot these on Saturdays, so we moved
2: to
4: Sunday.
3: Oh, you slept most so of yesterday.
2: I, Sorry. I felt like today was a Saturday. Oh, I did sleep a well lot yesterday. I was catching up I fucked up my schedule this week.
1: Did I play a lot of DVD yesterday, maybe? Probably. Uh,
2: Probably. We watched that movie. We watched that movie. We watched the We did watch incident. that movie and then we
3: played you played Control and we played. What'd you watch? DBD. A-
2: incident in A
3: Ghost Land.
2: A Ghost Land.
3: Which the movie is fine, but it is one of the craziest twists in a movie that I've ever seen, the, second only. The
2: movie's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah,
3: Ethan's, Ethan's overall comment, though, was I wouldn't watch it again, so I don't know if that's, like, but that's, that's, a
1: rave review.
2: No, it's, I think it's a really good movie, and I, I told you this. I wouldn't watch it again because I didn't like it visually There's, because of, like, the—I'm the, fine with, like— literally any sort of like gore and there I are
3: wounds in it that are very unpleasant to look at and he ass, doesn't want to see them. yeah it,
2: but they're not it's just like it's like they're like swollen like there's swollen parts on their face and i'm just like i can't look at this it it makes me like it makes my skin crawl like it just feels like i feel like the uh, i don't know the, the swollen part but it was like a, me it's
3: a freaky movie and like it's nice because it has a huge twist but it has like like resolution after the twist it's not like you just get a yeah. twist and then you're it's like it's like
2: halfway through the movie with yeah. this twist. it's pretty good it's right. a really good movie i liked it yeah.
3: w- anyway so we watched watch that we played some video games
2: that was pretty much your day i think
3: but that i feel like that kind of like restful day helped me feel better as well and then today we actually got up we went to the farmer's market we went and got an xbox you came here i read with sergio <laughs> we got some coffee oh
2: yeah i also edited our our episode
3: today yeah Yesterday. I edited. Oh, I edited our yesterday. audio yesterday morning. Yeah. That was the first thing I did. We both did
2: the episode yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, that so was our day.
3: been yeah productive and nice, and I feel like that's really been getting me out of my funk, and I'm super excited about it, like having the Xbox and being able to to game whenever I want yeah. and stuff. So we are,
2: we are now a two two console household.
1: Well, kind of. We're we're two console collective, but ones for the studio, ones for the house. It's fair to say. Um, yeah. But our dog literally has been pissing me off more than anything.
0: He pisses me off constantly.
3: He's pissing me
2: off right now. He's not even doing anything.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, also, last week I cut my hair in, like, a a depressive, um, episode? I don't know. Like, just, like...
2: Depressive episode.
3: Kind of just, like, was asleep all day and then woke up, walked into the bathroom and cut my hair.
2: (laughs) I know. I came home. I was at the studio working. I came... Home for like water or lunch or something, and you were just in the bathroom cutting your hair, and I was like, I have to be.
3: Just so much of it. It's like there's so much gone. It's like all mulleted, basically. If you all want to see,
2: it's on our YouTube
4: channel.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. Sorry, yes. I'm I'm fucking with my hair as if everybody can see it. Yeah, no. Um, but
2: it's really it's really cute. The way you've been doing it the past couple days since you cut it has been cute as fuck.
3: I think it's cute. But I don't like being cute. I like having, like, a lot. This is so weird. This is such a weird personal thing. But I like having, like, a lot of sex appeal. And, like, I feel very powerful. And my hair is, like, stark black and very long and very pristine. And this is, like, kind of punky and cute. But it's not really the look I'm going for. So I'm glad that I did it, though. Because I was going to cut all of my hair off. Which, yeah. if you don't know, my hair is down to my... Ass. Um, my hips. Um... Which is like my ass, but yes, I just don't want to say that because um, I keep saying my waist because I always refer to like my hips as my waist, but that's not your waist. Your waist is like here. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was going to cut it up to my ears. Like I was going to fucking cut it. Um, and then this just like kind of small, but little bit of a drastic change for me just really solidified. Like I don't want to cut my hair and this is not like this will grow out in a like in a it. couple months and I'll be I like fine, it a lot. But- Anyway, that's a really long winded way to say I'm feeling a lot better and I'm really excited for this week to come. And I'm really excited about this episode because because I'll, I'll give you my reasons in a while. But I this is one that like when we started the podcast, I was like, that's that's the number one one I want to do. So sweet. Yeah. Um, anyway, how are you doing?
2: Do
0: I know the case? Is it a case? The true crime?
1: It is. And I've told you about it. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've heard it, though. Cool. Um,
3: yeah, I remember, like, I listened to a podcast episode about it, and, like, it was when we were long distance, and I called you to tell you about it because I was like, this is so fucked up.
2: Got it. Okay. Um, how am I doing? Like yeah. Yep. Doing okay? Waiting for this week to um, come and go?
1: Oh, yeah. Also,
3: for anybody who, who is confused, we are not twins. We are dating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if, you are, if you are looking at us, it's quite confusing that we are not both related
0: or the same person. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm fine. I don't really have a lot to report.
1: Good. Sorry. Yeah, I I'm, I'm really stole the show with that one. Sorry. Yeah, my
2: life's pretty mundane these days.
3: Yeah, pretty I mean, repetitive. But- not even
2: repetitive. Just like, I don't know nothing exciting going on
3: which is like okay so we like planned out
2: aside from this and like
3: we're gonna like well yeah so we've started streaming we talked about that last week and we've obviously been doing this consistently which is super fun and it keeps us busy during the week for sure we have to do a lot of editing i have to do all the research etc etc um but we don't like make a lot of time for ourselves because of that it's like cool we have to plan to stream we have to plan to do this we have to do the we both work full-time jobs and then do all the stuff um but we finally decided that we're gonna do like a planned day off on Sundays if we don't film on Sundays on action.
2: here we are um,
3: <laughs> and uh I at least at the very least, even if we don't do it together, like want like we live in l a and I moved here just about a year and a half ago, but it was like just before the pandemic, so I've never had my full l a experience or like my Southern californian experience, so I'm going to start taking Sundays to, like, do shit, and then I want to take...
2: Which, like, we still can't really fully take advantage of. No,
3: so we could, like, go... Like, we don't do anything. Like, go to the beach. We could go on a drive. We could, you know, we could do stuff that we don't do. do. That's not what
2: you do in L.A.
3: Yeah, you fucking sit home.
2: Yeah, because everything sucks outside. It's a nightmare.
3: Literally, Lauren does all this cool shit, and I'm just like, take me with
2: you. Why don't you ask her to take
0: take you with
3: her? I probably will start doing that a lot. (laughs) Also, I have another friend who said that, like, as soon as I'm vaccinated, that they want to hang out all the time because, like, there are only so many people you can hang out with. So it's, yeah, it's nice to, like, I have a few people that I can start actually hanging out with again, which I haven't been able to, which will be super cool. And um, Sergio and I are going to start working on a couple of projects together. And
1: um, we also want to start, like, going and reading more, which will be really fun. So cool. Yeah. Um. Um. um
0: By the way, if you don't know, this is Juno. Juno. This is Ethan. Sergio is behind the camera. Yes, He doesn't have a title card, but he's there.:
1: And
3: Finn is in his cave.
2: Finn is in his cave. He just cried as soon as, yeah. as soon as he said his name. he
1: and let he's like, a little what What? <laughs> um And we're Misfits and Tidbits. We are a curiosity podcast
3: which just means we're curious about a lot of things and we have a lot of different interests and wants and needs in out of life. And I feel like when you're so focused on life itself, you lose sight of continuing to learn and grow as a person and just focusing on you know what's right in front of you. So we started this podcast so that we can keep growing and learning and keeping ourselves interested and keeping you interested and giving you something to look forward to, giving us something to look forward to. And um, that's hopefully what we're doing. Today,
2: Life itself is a really good movie.
3: Ooh, is that the one that everybody knows? Everybody who's connected to everybody. Kind of. Yeah, but yeah. it's like on the bus and like the girls on the bus yeah. and the boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I
2: was thinking about today because uh, we talked about Oscar Isaac today.
3: Oh, baby. He's,
2: he's, he's training for
3: some.
1: Oh, more, some
2: Marvel stuff.
1: Gotcha. That's who you were referencing. Yeah.
3: Um.
4: Isn't there a whole event about him going on today?
1: Oscar Isaac. I Oscars.
2: So stupid. Um, anyway.
1: Uh, and
0: because
3: yeah. we're a podcast and we are a production and we put a lot of time, effort, energy, blood, sweat, tears into this Literally. show. We would so greatly appreciate if you could like, rate, subscribe, wherever you consume us, YouTube, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
1: Google Podcasts, wherever else. The only thing that matters when you're trying to build a podcast are numbers, and uh, we can't control that. You do so. It'd just be really wonderful if you could
3: if you could kind of help up those things and just show a little bit of support. We're not asking a lot. Totally free. Eleven seconds of your time.
2: Yeah, um, and um, if you just want to hang out with us more than. You do already every week on these episodes. You can follow us on our social media at Misfits and Tidbits on Instagram and Twitter. We don't use Twitter, but we have it. We do. We are pretty active on Instagram, though.
3: And we also um, have been streaming, which we uh, mentioned we stream at Bad Lucky TV, it's spelled exactly how it sounds, on Twitch.
2: We will have a dedicated channel at some point when we start doing actual misfits. Live yeah,
3: misfits specific stuff. But we also like for now when we're just doing gaming and stuff like that, we're doing it's on um, Bad Lucky's channel, which is Ethan's design business. So, um, yeah,
0: that's um, that.
1: That's that. That's all we have, I guess.
0: That's the spiel. <sighs>
1: Really long-winded spiel.
2: It was a long-winded spiel. Last week's was longer, I think. Where are we at? How many minutes are 13?
1: we 13. We just Last week's was longer. Really?
2: Yeah. Last
3: I'm, week's was really
0: long. I feel long. like
1: I've been talking for three hours already.
0: Uh, you have. The camera's only been rolling for 13, though. The bug in your face. There's been bugs in here lately. There's gonna
1: be a bug in your face,
0: fucker. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. Talking isn't bad. Just said you've been talking. It's funny. It's a joke. You say you y'all drank one Cansworth. That's better than time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. That's how we measure time.
3: Oh, yes. Cansworth. Cansworth. Cansworth.
2: I know the Cansworths. Good that's, I
3: was you. just going to say that's going to be our first <laughs> son's name. <laughs> Cansworth Silva.
2: <laughs> uh, when you want to dive into this week's topic?
3: Do you? <clears throat> Nah. Okay. So, you take guesses? oh God, sorry. Hold on.
2: It What'd it you needs?
3: do? I pressed the spa- space spacebar, and it stopped recording.
2: Yeah, hey, you paused. You hitting it again? Nope. Yeah. I you hit doing? record, and is it didn't recording?
3: work. No, didn't work.
2: You paused me. You're playing. You hit play. Spacebar is play.
3: Oh, why does that do that?
2: Because <laughs> that's functionality. That's. <laughs> Uh, c- can you just put the marker at the end of that and
3: just pause that remote.
2: put the marker yeah at-
3: where the fuck is the marker
2: uh, hit, hit no what, are you-
3: what the fuck is happening I don't just know. just take this I don't
2: know I'm gonna leave all this in on the, on the camera the audio is just gonna be different for a second
3: this is called technical Difficult you keep know rolling, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Are you recording? I'm just going to... Oh my up god. Up? I mean, you're recording over a part of...
3: Just command-Z, command-Z.
2: Let's see. There we go. Yeah. You started recording while it, you played, started at the beginning, and started recording <laughs> over <laughs> the beginning part. So let's go back.
3: Two. I'm a very unsuccessful audio engineer. Uh, we're learning. I'm learning. Uh,
2: okay, and, I'm learning.
3: and. Reaction. We're back. Action. Reaction. Reaction. Look, I
1: hate this. That's gonna make me. Ugh, there are gonna be so many tracks to edit. There are already three tracks per person.
5: Mm. Per
2: person. Just... The other ones I. Uh, no, because those are like seconds long. It's gonna be fine, don't worry about it, don't worry about it.
0: Okay. Um
2: we're back. Audio-wise, we're back. Video-wise, we've been we've been here.
0: Also, we stay
2: here.
3: if you were wondering if you should, this is your sign. You should get yourself an acai bowl. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've been obsessed with them and like so much so that we probably spent like a hundred dollars on them within the last week.
2: Yeah, was that for two? Because that's how much they cost.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: well, I mean, we went to a maze bowls, which shout out to amaze bowls if you want to sponsor us. The best acai bowls I've ever had in my entire life. We
3: will literally sit here and eat a, an acai bowl every single week on camera.
2: Absolutely, we do that. Um, they're granola, amazing. Yes, um. So, we, we, yeah, we bought at least five in the last week, which would be $100, about. Um, yeah, five each. So, we, we today we went grocery shopping and we actually bought the stuff to make our own because we're like, we're spending way too much money.
3: But we did get Bowl's granola because it's yes, amazing. Did, and then we, we also sweat. we got Justin's almond butter, but bowl's nut butter is one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. Yeah. So, I think next time we'll probably invest in that.
2: And every time we've ordered in the last in mean, the last couple of times jenny's been leaving the <laughs> weirdest comments like in the like additional w- instructions when we order from him it's like we just like nut- nutter me up or it's like fucking
3: nut butter me up
2: nut butter me up but, like please please up. give me that like sweet sweet that nut good butter.
3: good nut butter it's so
2: ridiculous <laughs> it's like
3: load me up with that good good nut, butter. With that good, good nut butter. <laughs> well i feel like if i'm like silly about it they're probably more inclined
5: to give you to extra, give me more. Yeah. yeah,
3: which like all the last one that I had was like my full first bite was just banana and nut butter, it was so good, anyway. Okay, so uh-huh. that's it. Acai bowls have also been something that have kept me in like a better mood and helped me get out of bed. So yeah.
2: they're so good, so good, sorry, guys, so sorry, good. All right, so- what are we? Ter- okay, turking about today.
3: Take a guess. You know it's true crime. You know it's a case. It's
2: so, there's so many cases. It's
3: the one that I called you about.
2: I don't remember. No.
3: Sorry if you hear tinking. It's my it's my metal straw inside my white claw in.
2: Sorry if you hear barking. That's Finn being a dick.
0: It could be me. <laughs> 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 it's Sergio being a, a dick. Or a dog.
1: <laughs> hey, buddy, you're okay. There's nothing out there. You're fine, my love.
2: Um, yeah, I have no guesses. Okay. Uh, you, you give me, if you give me another hint, maybe I'll guess.
1: Happened in the 70s.
0: <laughs> okay. Every murder. <laughs> okay, I get nothing. I get nothing.
1: It's about a single person. I know. Oh I'm a... so sorry. Just hit the microphone. Let me just make sure I don't fuck that off. I don't
2: know. Okay. Just tell me what it is.
3: The case of Mary Vincent. I don't know who that is. Okay. I think that as I start telling you this, you will. Okay. It might sound familiar. Okay. But this and one other true
1: crime case are the two that have stuck with me. One was about a school shooting, though. And then this one is not. (laughs) So. (laughs) My sources this week were I Survived
3: Season 3, Episode 1, which so much of this is the I Survived episode. Like, I started off with just, like, a full retelling of the I Survived episode. And then one in red articles about everything. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. To, like, get more detail. So, a lot of this is just first-hand accounts from Mary herself.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Um, And then I got a lot by Shari Rose. Um, in I love article. that I, I...
2: I'm sorry, I heard... Your source being I survived and then you said her name and I was like, wait, she's alive? And I was like, wait, no shit, it was I survived. <laughs> like in my brain that happened within like, they, within a millisecond, all of that happened. I was like, they wrote it I survived, being murdered. she's alive. <laughs> right. Oh, I survived. I was yeah. murdered.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just this
2: episode of I survived, I was murdered. But she could have been legally dead for a while. She wasn't. Yeah, I don't think so. I yeah, know. <laughs> yeah.
3: oh my god but the other case this is not this case but i survived is a fucking wild show mm-hmm. the other two cases and like i didn't know this because i haven't watched that i survived and since i was like 11 mm-hmm. um but the format of it is they like have three cases or three stories all in one episode and they like they don't do one story then the next story then the next story they do bits and pieces of each story like patterns
5: throughout the cool. show
3: so like it wasn't that. like a, I couldn't just watch her section. Yeah. So I watched all three of the stories. One of them was out about Australia's worst wildfire ever. It's the worst natural disaster that's ever happened in Australia. Oh God, the fucking pictures were insane, but it was just about this woman who, not just, it was about this woman and her father who were trying to drive to a safe house, basically like a mile down the road. And like, just the fires were insane. So- That was crazy. And then the other one was about a woman whose boyfriend tried to kill her. She was like, they were driving and he kept stopping to do coke out of the trunk. So one time she like walked back there and just like smacked it out of his hands. Like, you know, did that. And he like angrily got back in the car. And once they got back in the car, he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. So he grabbed her. He like pulled a knife out of the center console, grabbed her by the back of her head and slit her throat. And then she was still alive. So he like. I don't remember what ended up happening, but they ended up like pulling over again. She got out. They started wrestling. Um, He like, oh, I think she, oh, she got out of the car and it was 35 miles going 35 miles an hour. She jumped out. He stopped the car, ran after her. She like tried to hide, but he found her. He started stabbing her. And so she just decided to play dead. Like, and he stabbed her just like they lost count how many times he stabbed her. Um, and I think it was with a like a box cutter at that point or something like that. And then she he pulled her into the back of the car, tried to strangle her, a car rode by, drove by, so he like left and went to a parking lot and she like ran out and somebody ended up calling the police. But it was
2: fucked. Anyway. It's a really fucked up story. Yeah, that got really really dark, real heavy real soon. Yeah. I didn't like that. What a badass for surviving that too. Yeah, and
4: funny? she
3: told it so like matter of fact. So you can like see a huge scar. And she was like, I just remember like, like trying to hold my white shirt up to my neck because I could yeah. just feel myself bleeding out. And I was like, and then after that, she jumped out of a car. After that, she got stabbed and she still Yeah. Anyway, okay. So um my second source <laughs> is
2: <laughs> <laughs> We got through one source, let's go.
3: Is a uh An article by Shari Rose from the uh, website Blurred Bylight, Ranker.com, and the website Criminally Intrigued. So this will take place in September of 1978 in Modesto, California, but I'll give you some backstory. So. Mary Vincent was just like any other teenager in 1978. She danced competitively and dreamed of traveling the world as a performer. Her entire dream when she was growing up was to be a dancer. And she was a good dancer. Like, she was really fucking good at it. Um, and like many teenagers, she was dealing with a uh, fallout from her parents' divorce. And that was, like, when people started getting divorced. So it was, like, kind of taboo, but kind of, like, at that point, everybody's parents. It was, like, somebody got divorced, and now everybody was getting divorced. Yeah. So... It was kind of unheard of, and it was more of, like, a traumatic thing than these days, you know, with parents' divorce. It was like, oh, obviously, my parents are going to get divorced. Um, I think
2: it's still pretty traumatic for, like, the children, but not as much as, like, uh, it's not as, like, a whole...
3: Sorry, it's 8.30. This is time to take my medicine that I don't have. Okay. Yeah. Sorry.
2: I don't think it's as traumatic as, like, a family type of thing, you know? Like, no one in the neighborhood's going to look at you different oh, for yeah, a divorce. Yeah. But, like, I think the kids, you
0: know, obviously get, a uh, a lot of trauma from
1: speaking as a child of divorce of like nine collective divorces
3: for my parents each of them being married several times outside of their. that's
2: different than like
0: your parents being i feel like that's like you know no like that's different than like you you your mom and
2: your dad like you're together divorced and yeah
3: but 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 even then, it wasn't... No, I mean, I
2: mean it's, I'm, I'm just trying to say... I'm not saying it's not traumatic. I'm just saying it's, like, different than, like...
3: But I did go through my own parents' divorce, too.
2: I didn't, th- I didn't
0: say you didn't.
1: Which I'm just, like, I'm arguing being on the side of the divorced parent side. Like, no, it wasn't that traumatic.
0: Okay. <laughs> there are other cases. You know? There
1: are many you, other you cases, You are
0: yes. the only person whose parents have been divorced.
3: I Clearly. E. It was fine. And then it was fine 10 times after that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so she was, but she was dealing with it. And it was like, again, it's just like a really hard thing, especially like, I think that there was so much more focus around family values and like, yeah, being the stigma wasn't stuff.
2: there like, or isn't there as much now, now yes. as it was then.
3: Yeah. And like, I think that because there was so much stigma, like there was so much like, like blowing it out of proportion you know like making it such a bigger thing than it is yeah. and i think that that's why like for me it wasn't that traumatic because it happened you know in 2002 and like yeah. that was like it was like cool of course everybody's yeah. divorced. yeah everybody is divorced at that point like if you're gonna get married you're gonna get divorced so it just like
1: it wasn't a thing um anyway Don't, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, but for her, it was, she was dealing with a fallout. So she was actually suffering
3: consequences and and probably had some bouts of depression and stuff like that. So she grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and her parents worked for the casinos. Her mother was a dealer and her father was a machine repairman.
2: Machine repairman. Machine
3: repairman. Cool. Something that I never thought of.
2: That feels like kind of, it seems like of kind of a cool job.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Repairing machine, repairing... Gambling machines.
3: Also, I feel like being a dealer would be really fun.
2: Yeah, being a dealer does seem really fun.
3: I'm sure, like, everybody who's a dealer fucking hates their job, but it <laughs> seems fun for a while.
2: I don't know. You're kind of like the bounce. Yeah. Like and, box.
3: like, you get to manipulate a lot of drunk people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you win most of the time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're, you're rigged to win. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: and it's not your money. You're not losing anything. Yeah. You're getting paid to do that. Yeah.
3: So. Not atypical for teenagers. Uh, 15-year-old Mary often skipped school and later took off with her boyfriend. Excuse me. She lived with him for a summer in Sausalito, California, until authorities apprehended him on rape charges. Which it did not specify, but I think they apprehended him on statutory rape charges. That's what I was going
2: to ask. I'm I'm assuming it was statutory rape.
3: Yeah. So, um, Mary returned to Las Vegas after she was taken away from her, or her boyfriend was taken away from her, basically, and um, ended up running away in September of 1978,
1: as I said, and headed toward California to visit her grandfather in Corona, California. Now, the sources
3: that I read were different than the I Survived episode. I used the I Survived episode as, like, my basis of truth because she's the one who is telling the fucking story. Yeah. Um, So... That is what I used, but every other source. So one of the sources said, like, sorry, I Survived said Mary got homesick when she was trying to get to her grandfather's house when she ran away. So she was going back to Nevada and that's when she was hitchhiking. And every other source on the Internet said Mary was on her way to her grandfather's inn. California. okay so
2: one says she went to her grandfather's, got homesick went back
3: or was on her way to her grandfather's and was heading and
2: then back. the other one says that they she was on her way to her grandfather's yeah. yeah
3: so either way she's in Be- california between, between Cali- them
2: between california and vegas either yep. coming or going
3: yeah exactly um
1: she uh, yeah so she returned to las vegas and headed to corona She began
3: feeling homesick, so she decided to hitchhike back to Nevada from California on September 29th, 1978, which is when our our story story takes place. So we'll say that that's because that's what the I Survived episode said. That's what I'll use as my source of truth. Um, But it
1: honestly seems more likely that it was the other way around.
2: That she was?
1: On her way to California.
2: Got it. Okay.
1: So, according to Mary, this
3: was a really common thing at the time. People would hitchhike. So
2: much, was, all this hair got on my can somehow. I know. It was just on the floor for like. Tin ten is just ruining our lives. Sorry, sorry to break up the story with just. Uh, I was sitting here and she was laughing at me because I'm just like looking at my can, just brushing hair off of it. Um, while we're at it, though, as it was, if
3: there isn't
1: enough hair between the two of us. Obviously. I know.
2: That was like, I could probably sell that sound bite. That was like the cleanest
0: crack I think I've ever done.
3: Listen to the crack that after, it was after my belt in that one episode that I mentioned last week.
1: I know. That's really so good.
3: Okay, anyway.
5: Anyway,
1: right.
3: Um, Hitchhiking was super common back then. So like people would just like um try and get across the country or like travel all over and they would just make signs stating where they wanted to go.
2: I always think about that because we see, like, stories, like, in, in, like, that era and even a little bit later and stuff where people hitchhike and people pick them up all the time. And I'm just like, that would not happen now. No, fuck no. I picked up hitchhikers once. It was, they were really sweet people.
4: <laughs> Shut up, Sergio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you also keep an axe in your car for all <laughs> for events.
4: I did hold the hell up against them. They are like, I was like, I'm trying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying
3: nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get it, I'm going to hold this the entire time. Um...
3: You can hold one back at me, but, like, we need to be on even yeah. ground here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> show me your weapons, I'll show you mine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I always think it's weird to see, just, to see that, like, the, the just willingness of people to pick up hitchhikers in a different era is so strange to me.
3: It's, like, the same thing as people back then left their fucking doors unlocked, you know? like <laughs> Yeah,
2: my dad still does not lock the door.
3: Um, and it's, they left their kids at home with their like with no locks, no protection, no anything. You know, it was just a different time.
2: My dad also did that.
3: I was just gonna say, <laughs> I hear Karen and Georgia from my favorite murder talk about that all the time, and they grew up in the seventies and eighties. And I was like, I grew up in the two thousands, and I still went home alone every day when I was six. I would make spaghetti <laughs> when I got home. I would sit and watch Dexter's Laboratory.
4: I mean. Sorry for the late joke, but my dad also did the use protection.
2: <laughs> uh, that was funny. I mean, I was born and my dad was like almost
0: 60, so. Well, he's like in his 50s, mid 50s. So, I mean, no protection there. Either. Dude,
1: your dad is a shark fucking shooter.
2: <laughs> no blanks in this family.
3: <laughs> Woof. We
1: hope there's nothing but blanks in this family.
2: I mean, birth control to the Silvas is just like, you know, a wet paper bag.
1: Well, good news. Mine's implanted in me.
2: Yeah. yeah yours, yours is, you know, it's putting up
0: a good fight. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Anyway. Hitchhiking. Hitchhiking. What a time.
1: Be alive. To be a dead.
0: <laughs> to be, a, to be a almost
2: dead.
3: Yeah, it's just really toeing the line, dude. I don't know. I wouldn't, like, obviously I would never do it now, but even then I feel like I'm so scared of
1: people as it is. I'm scared of people.
2: I'm scared of people I know. I'm scared of you. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm scared of me, too.
0: Speaking of being scared, nothing to do with anything, but can I tell my story from last night?
2: It was a quick story. My, my most recent sleep paralysis story. <laughs>
3: Yes, you can.
2: So for those of you that don't know, I uh, began- This is Sleep
3: Paralysis Corner with Ethan.
2: I began suffering from sleep paralysis within the last two years. I think it happened to me like once or twice before that, but never to an extreme. And then-
3: Never like, anything of like note note.
2: Yeah, then like two years ago, it was happening like almost every night for a while. And then it, it's, it's not every, every night now, but- it's still pretty frequent. I cannot sleep on my back or else it like almost will happen. It's like 85%. It will happen if I fall asleep on my back. Um, but anyway, last night I fell asleep or I was sleeping.
3: It was the middle of the night.
2: And at some point I did end up on my back and I was having this dream where like I was trying to go to sleep or I was like half asleep and Junie was next to me listening to like a podcast and there was like a part of the podcast where like they skipped and i was like oh wait i was listening to that like i was i know i was like
3: in the dream in the dream i was like i wasn't listening to a podcast
2: it's all happening in the dream so in the dream i'm (laughs) in a bed with junie junie's listening to a podcast they skipped a part because they had already heard it and i was like oh wait that's that part sounded interesting like i really wanted to hear that i know i wasn't asleep i was like falling asleep but i was listening can you go back and then they were just kind of like what are you talking about like no and like they got up out of bed and then just like started walking away but as they got out of bed i turned like towards them and as they walked out like away from the room this fucking alien just like popped up from the side of the bed
3: which we have like the way that our bed is set up which i don't know if it was like exactly set up like this in the dream but it's like we're up against the back wall and then we have two empty sides on either side of us like like you know we have nightstands and stuff yeah. We don't, but we need them. But you know what I mean? It's like that kind of setup yeah. instead of like being against the wall or whatever.
2: So, as Junie like walked away, and I was like, what the hell? I wanted to hear that. This fucking alien just jumped up from the side of the bed, like jumped up on top of me and like pinned me down. And I couldn't fucking breathe. I was like,
1: and this motherfucker
2: severely hyperventilating
3: every in a dead single time. It's like, okay, so this has happened three times in the last week. Uh, where he's like falling asleep, and anytime he's on it, like we have this agreement that, like basically, like we both have like emergency situations that we'll be in. Like mine is typically like migraines, so and like if I am debilitated, I need you to get this medicine from this bag or whatever. And his is, if I'm ever asleep on my back, and I start moaning or breathing loudly. I need you to wake me up. And so twice before this,
5: mm-hmm. he
3: was sleeping on his back, and one time it was like right as we were falling asleep. Like he he usually falls asleep way before I do, and. So he was, like, falling asleep, and I was, like, watching my show on Netflix or whatever when I was trying to fall asleep, and he started moaning, so I, like, shook him awake, and he seemed frustrated, but it, he wasn't frustrated, he was just, like, asleep.
2: Coming out of his sleep, yeah. like, what the fuck is happening, why are you shaking me?
3: Yeah, and he was like, uh. yeah, and then there was another time that basically the same thing happened, I think that we were asleep, and it woke me up because he was, like, like groaning in his sleep, and he was on his back, so I, like, woke him up, I was, like,
1: hey, buddy. You're fine, babies. It's okay. You're fine, baby love. No! Finley? Mm-hmm.
0: Hello? Hey, hey Finn. Fin. It's, okay.
1: it's okay. Um. So then this time, I was... Yeah, which I, was, which I do
2: appreciate that you do that every time, like, because worst case scenario, I am having, like best case scenario i'm just asleep what the hell
3: sorry i'm so sorry
2: (laughs) like the best case scenario is like what it has happened like i'm just asleep and you wake me up and i'm fine i'm just like cool back to sleep Um, all right
3: and then yeah
2: worst case scenario i'm actually having a sleep i think worst case
3: scenario is is it's the inverse worst case scenario either way either way Best case scenario, I wake you up and I save you from your penis. Yeah, it,
2: it did happen twice this week where I was just making noises in my sleep and you woke me up.
3: But this time was middle of the night. I was dead asleep. Finn was dead asleep. Ethan was dead asleep. And he, I just I was like... was dead. <laughs> I, I woke up because he was breathing so loudly. He was wheezing and he was literally hyperventilating. I was like... <sighs> And I, it woke me up. So yeah. I like frantic and I I feel kind of bad about this, but like, I like got on top of him and was shaking both shoulders. So I feel Which like. You also was, probably
2: like, don't get on top of me. Cause if I.
3: I know that's exactly what I was. <laughs> <that's not on laughs> if I'm ever
2: me. having sleep problems, there's probably something <laughs> I see on yeah. top of me pinning yeah. me down. And then i wake up with you on top of me and I'm going to.
3: Well, you. I woke <laughs> up and I like grabbed your arm really hard and I shook you. And you yeah. didn't wake up. So I like sat up and grabbed both of your shoulders and yeah. shook you. Which
2: was the right move because I think I've told you this before. And we're going just like on a 10 minute
3: sleep, <laughs> ra- of sleep, paralysis. sleep
2: paralysis. But I've told you before, like if I'm having sleep paralysis and I'm making noise, I'm most likely trying to get you to wake me yeah,
3: up. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have the agreement.
2: Because yeah. I'm, I'm super aware most of the time if I'm having sleep paralysis uh, that I can't move and that I'm asleep, even if I'm having like auditory or like visual hallucinations, like I am very aware that Junie is next to me. And I will be making noises or doing something. i like, trying to move <laughs> at the very least. I'll try to move like my right arm to hit you. If I can move isn't anything, that
4: Like if... a really big, like thing about sleep process. Like you're very aware. Hyper-aware. Isn't that normal? Like, isn't it?
2: That... I don't know. I don't know if that's super normal or, but I'm, I think I just am a very conscious like dreamer and stuff. So I'm always very like aware of things. So I think that kind of translates, but I don't know in the general sense, but Usually if I'm making noise or something, it's, it's not always that like, whatever's happening to me is like scary or whatever. It's like, I can't, I know that I can't move and I need Junie to help me like come out of like my like current state. So I'll be making noises or trying to twitch anything that will get Junie to wake up.
3: Which it's literally what it's like, it's in the name. He's paralyzed. He cannot make a sound. He cannot move.
2: Yeah. And I like usually, it's like breathing is the only thing I could do. So I'll like breathe or like make noises because it's like it's that internal function is there, but like I can't actually move my arm or like sit up or do anything or say anything. So I'll just like.
3: There was one time that I that you sleeping at your house, and <laughs> you <just laughs> I think I was awake and you were asleep, or or you woke me up or whatever. But you just like. Sat up and you're like, hey! <laughs> I was like what?
2: Oh yeah. That was that was uh that was not sleep paralysis. That no,
3: was, it wasn't. That was just another that was, weird uh, dream thing.
2: No, that was uh I had a dream where um it was super fucked up. We were in New York with Ted. Yeah. And this person fucking grabbed you and yeah. pulled you into the subway. Yeah. And I was like screaming for you, like trying to and I couldn't run. I couldn't move in the dream. So I was trying to run down like the stairs to like help you, and I couldn't. And I I just jumped out of sleep and <laughs> screamed, "Hey!" And I was like, "Oh god, what the fuck's happening?" <laughs> that was my bad. We
3: have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, sleep
2: is really fun for me.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I have a good time.
3: Which is so funny because I'm the opposite. Like I love sleep because it's so sedentary to me. Sedentary? I meant sedative, not yeah. Sedentary.
1: Um, Sedimentary sedimentary it's very rocky <laughs> um so many
0: rocks and rolls
1: um so anyway um i don't dream i don't dream
3: i don't have I've never had sleep paralysis i literally sleep on my back like i i sleep like a corpse um oh my god that's smelled like a burp
2: might <laughs> be get it my
3: burp. um so I never had that problem. And he's
1: like, I will just be awake in my dreams and I'll
3: go fly. And I'm like, I'd rather die. I'd rather yeah. die than have dreams because then I wouldn't have dreams yeah. and I'd be asleep. And
2: I'm, be I'm, I'm a very big lucid dreamer outside of my control. I do not try to do it. It's just something I've done since I was a very wee little lad no, And no, I can't no. not do it. I'm just always very conscious of my dreams and I dream a lot.
1: Nope. No, thank you. I'm good.
2: It's a good time. Flying sponge. try it sometime.
1: Maybe I'll do it when I jump off the Golden State.
0: Well, you won't fly, you'll just hit the ground.
1: It's called flying. For a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So, let's go back into the story. Hitchhiking. Yes. <laughs> 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 like
2: six seconds into the story.
3: So, which is nice because it's not I mean, it's it escalates very quickly.
2: Cool. So let's get into it.
3: Mary had a sign saying that she was heading south, and uh, a man pulled up in a blue van yeah. to offer her a ride. So um because this was so common there were two people who were along the same road as mary and they were following
1: behind her and they were headed in the same general direction so i think that they were all kind of like what is it called mingling whatever it's called like they were all kind of like walking together like yeah like oh we're all like kind
3: of on the same journey or whatever and when the van pulled up the man said that he would only take one female passenger
5: Oh,
0: red flag.
3: Even though his whole van was empty.
0: <laughs> no.
1: And it was a van. It was a van van. Like a van. It was he a van van. a van. Yeah. So the other two
3: hitchhikers were like, Mary, absolutely the fuck not. This is a sketchy situation. This doesn't seem right. You should stick with us. We can all find a ride together. Don't do this. And Mary was so desperate to get home. And I think it was home because she was telling it as if she was going home. Okay. So either way. um, Still
2: just absolutely not. No. Yeah. She said,
3: uh, she said she like, wasn't thinking about any of that. So that was the furthest thing from her mind. Her still focus was on getting home. And she said, quote, I was just desperate to get home. I could not live another day out alone.
2: Jesus Christ.
3: So Mary described the driver of the van as a grandfather type figure. And said that she was not thinking about what type of person she was. She was just absolutely exhausted. The driver told her with a kind smile that he had a daughter just about her age. He also told her that her route was out of his way, but he would happily change course to get her to her destination. Just like... No, you won't. Yeah. Um, So Mary ultimately accepted the invitation
1: and uh, got in the van with the 50-year-old ex-merchant, Mariner. So... Um, Mary lit up a cigarette shortly after accepting the ride, and um, after that, she
3: sneezed, and the driver reached over and felt her neck and was just like, are you sick? Like, are you okay? Are you sick? And Mary did not like that physical contact, so she pulled out I his reach.
2: To didn't me. like what you just did Limit. <laughs> you just reached over and touched my shoulder as you described what he yeah. did, and it just felt like he touched me, and I didn't like it.
3: I'm trying to, I'm trying to reverse you in the story. Yeah, I
2: was fully immersed in that moment. I don't do that again.
3: So, um, Mm. she did not like that, but she diffused when he, like, didn't do anything further. Mm -hmm. She, like, pulled away and he pulled away. So, um, she was like, okay, everything's fine. And she even offered to help him carry some laundry at a stop the way before, like, on the way. Yeah. Before nodding off. She was just totally beat from this journey. She'd been hitchhiking all this time and just was totally, like, I just need to. Happen. Yeah. So she did not think anything of it. She was just like, I just need to close my eyes. We're we're heading home. Um, so being as exhausted as she was, Mary closed her eyes for a while to get a bit of rest. And when she awoke, she noticed the signs around indicated that they had traveled in the opposite direction.
0: Jesus. fucking okay. Christ!
3: So she was scared and angry, and she found a sharp stick in the car and pointed it at the driver and said, look, you're going the wrong way, and you know you're going the wrong way. And the driver reassured her saying, quote, it was just, or he was just an honest man who made a mistake. And Mary believed him, like, believed he was remorseful, and the ride continued. So he, like, found a way, a place to turn around and, like, turned around.
2: Should have murdered him on the spot.
3: Shortly after the confrontation about him going the wrong direction, the driver said he needed to go to the bathroom so he pulled over on a deserted road that and that was when mary knew she was in danger and this was like right off the 405 it was like a deserted i think it was kind of like a frontage road type situation off the 405 but it was like in a way more like secluded area um
2: 405
0: or
1: the five yeah she's going five huh
0: maybe the five right
1: maybe it was the five um she's going south
0: had to be on the five
1: i'm trying to find it we'll figure i say the five or whatever yeah anyway so so he pulled over and mary was like oh shit so while he was pulling over noting that she was like gonna need to book it she
3: looked down at her shoe and saw that her shoelace wasn't tied So she like first thing in her mind was like, as soon as this van stops, I need to get out and I need to tie my fucking shoe. Like if he's going to go to the bathroom, he can go fucking to the bathroom. Or like if he's going to come around the van or whatever, I'm going to tie my shoe and I'm going to fucking run. So um, she as soon as he stopped, she opened the passenger door, got down to tie her shoe. And as she was standing back up, a sledgehammer hit her on the head and knocked her out. So Mary blacked out, and when she came to, she was tied up in the back of the van, and the driver began raping her. There was a part that said um, he hit her on the head and punched her until she fell. And then when she, like, came to, kind of, like, out of that, like, little blackout of hers, he, like, forced her to go. He said, like, you know, basically, like, go down on me or I will kill you. Um, And then he dragged her to the back of the van. Tied her up and started raping her. Um, And according, like, from the I Survived episode, she asked, she, like, begged and pleaded with him, like, why he was doing this. And he didn't respond. But he did tell her not to scream or he'd kill her and to obey him if she wanted to live. So he raped Mary about six times and then fell asleep. And she was completely bound. So she couldn't get up or do anything. And she was completely naked. Um... And so she couldn't get away. So at this point, Mary said that she wanted to die. She said she remembers thinking that this was the worst thing that ever happened to her. It's the worst thing that she'd ever felt. And she'd rather be dead. Um, so she began pleading with her attacker over and over. She, repeat, she repeated, let me go. Set me free. I won't tell. And her, attacked her, her attacker excuse me, raped her until the next day while she was awake the entire time. And she said she was awake until she saw the sun starting to rise. And she was like being raped that entire time. So the attacker pulled Mary out of the car and she was completely naked, already bleeding because of the physical attack that she'd already endured. And he said, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. So he pulled her to the other side of the car, like the passenger side of the car. Again, he goes to the back of the van and pulls something out of his toolbox. And when she comes back, um, he grabbed her left arm And with the hatchet that he pulled out of his toolbox, hit her arm in one fell swoop and cut it off. Um. So she started to fall. Did
2: tell me about this? Yeah.
3: So she started to fall because her left arm was this one. This one. This is your left left arm. Started like or was gone. So she started to fall, and so she grabbed him with her right arm, and then she still continued to fall. And she was like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, how am I still falling?" And she looked down. And her arm was completely gone.
1: And there was just nothing but blood.
0: Both her arms. arms?
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> no fucking, uh, um,
0: I do remember you calling me and telling me about this now.
1: Yeah. Also. Left arm, one, one swing and it was gone. Right arm, not one swing. And Mary said that she felt it all. She felt
3: all of the pain. She felt the sharpness, the burning, and she felt her hot blood pouring out of her wounds. Quote, and he started to chop. I started kicking and screaming, hoping someone would hear me, unquote. At which point her attacker began to take her right arm off. um, But because she was putting up a fight, it took longer. So he had to keep chopping away at the arm.
2: Was it? cold? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I thinking of a different story? Was You're it,
3: thinking of a different story. It's
2: not like, it's not, like cold. Mm-hmm. It's, They're it's, in Southern California. Oh yeah, they are. I'm definitely think of a different story. It was like around the same time when you told me this, I think I heard of, or I, I watched some sort of like true crime thing it was like a dramatization to showing it's like a, something very similar, and I think I, ta- I told you about this at the time. It was something very similar, but it was like in a snowy area. Oh. Yeah. Which, yeah, not not Southern California. Anyway, this is fucked up.
3: Yeah. So uh, when he had taken her right arm, Mary lay on the ground bleeding and began to and he began to step back and he was like flailing his arm. And she was like, why is he doing that? And he like kept doing this. And then she like looked at his arm and she's like, nothing's happening. And then she like looked at his like like down here and she saw her arm completely still attached to his like holding on really tight. And she remembers, like, when he cut her arm off, her left arm, she, like, grabbed him as hard as she could. And she, like, she was, like, gripping him um, and, like, still trying to fight. And then he started hacking her right arm off and then kept falling. Um, But, yeah, so he was trying to flick off her arm. And she, like, vividly remembers that specific detail. So once he finally got her arm off, he, like, focused back on her body, which lay naked and armless on the ground. And dragged her to a 30 foot cliff where he threw her off, Yep. where she landed in a concrete culvert off of interstate five. And excuse me, I figured out what a culvert is from the I survived episode from a different story. A culvert is those like concrete, um, like holes in the ground that are like for sewage. Yeah. Um, that are just like carp so that it can pass through like hills and yeah. stuff like that. So that's what a culvert is. Um, and the reason that I know that is because the person who survived the Australian fire, her dad and she um, hid in one of those with
1: their two dogs for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So the fall broke four of Mary's ribs. And the blood loss from her severed arms had sent her body into shock.
3: So at the bottom of the cliff, she laid believing to death and not knowing if her attacker had driven off, was waiting for her or like what was going to happen to her. But she kind of thought that he assumed that she was dead. So when she was lying there, she began to get very, very tired and very, very cold because she was losing so much blood. Mm-hmm. And she said that all she wanted to do was go to sleep. Like she just wanted to give up. Like that was the like, if you're in that state, of yeah. course. That's like what your natural instinct is. But
2: yeah, your body wants to shut down because it's losing. It is It's losing all
3: of its resources. Yeah. But she had a voice in her head that kept saying loudly to her. I can't go to sleep. He's going to do this to someone else. I can't let that
1: happen. And it was at this point in the episode where she started crying. And um, they did a really like. Good job of like
3: her telling her story, because in the beginning they show her from like here up. And then when she starts crying was like right as she was saying that her arms got cut off and she like has her.
1: prosthetics. Um... Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, and it was like wiping her tears away and stuff like yeah. that. So um,
3: she began to get up because she's like, I can't, I cannot fucking let this monster continue. So she started to stick her hands into the dirt around her. Or Sorry, not her hands <laughs> literally says her hands. She started to stick her arms into the dirt around her, um, and she thought that the dirt would begin to act like mud because her yeah, blood was would, so wet, yeah. and it would pack her wounds and stop the bleeding, or help to stop the bleeding. Obviously, she's, she just lost two limbs, so it wasn't going to stop completely, but she was like, this will help. So she just stuck them in there, and like raw wounds. She could feel yeah. it all.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and uh, when she felt that her wounds were sufficiently packed and she was like,
1: she stopped bleeding enough, she began ascending the cliff, the 30-foot cliff, without hands. Absolutely naked. With-
0: I wouldn't climb a 10-foot cliff with what my hands. What a fucking badass. Yeah. Honestly. That's incredible. At
1: 15. She's fucking 15. Oh. So. Damn. By the time she'd finally reached the road,
3: night had fallen. So keep in mind, he was raping her until sunrise, then all of this happened. He threw her off the cliff and then she started climbing and she was climbing until
1: nightfall. So, she uh as soon as she got to the top of the hill, Mary could hear the very
3: slight sound of traffic over the hill in front of her. So she thought that there had to be people there and she would just follow the noise and eventually she would hit a freeway or or some yeah. busier road to be able to flag someone down and get help. Mm-hmm. So she walked for three miles with her arm raised until daylight, and finally had a car come into view. And like she's running on no sleep, with all of this trauma already having happening to her, while being exhausted from her trip and being so fatigued oh, yeah, from the, yeah. her blood loss.
2: Yeah, there's so many factors playing into how exhausted and depleted. She is
3: and she's just going. She walked three fucking miles. And she walked
2: three miles now. She
3: walked three miles with her arm raised, arms raised because she wanted to keep keep the 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 blood in her body. body. Um and the first car that came by her was a red convertible sports car with two guys in it. And Mary was screaming, help me, help me. Like she was just like frantically blood curdly screaming, like, please help me. And the two dudes just like sped away from her. And she herself said that she looks like something out of a horror movie, naked, no arms, covered in blood from head to toe, screaming frantically with your arms like raised and freaking out. She was like, you know, not that I wouldn't stop for me, but like, I understand. Like, that's a very horrifying thing to see. So all she could think was, I'm going to die out here because everyone is too afraid to even stop. But she was determined to find help. So she started walking in the middle of the road to get the attention of anyone. Who I drove was literally going to
2: say, like, go into the road. Like worst case scenario, they fucking hit you. Right, better yeah. than better than where you are.
3: Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um. So yeah, it's like she there's like people were gonna have to stop or hit her or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so she was in the middle of the street. And, and as much
2: as people would be scared of her, no one wants to hit somebody in the middle of the street. Exactly.
3: They would be like, like, yeah, they'll
2: stop at the yeah. at, at the very least. Yeah. Like they're gonna stop and admit like sort of Analyze the situation before they... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because they don't have the the ability to just react with those guys. Exactly. Just like, oh, that's fucked up. I'm going to go.
3: Right, exactly. They're just like,
2: oh, shit, I have to sit here, think about it.
3: Right, because they got to, like, pass by Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. whereas this is like, no, it's right you. But if you get get a chance to to second guess it, you're like, fuck,
2: I'm scared. Wait, this is actually somebody that needs help. Right. Probably I should be a good person and try to help them. Yeah. Yeah, like, they just, they have more time to think about it rather than just passing by Right,
3: yeah, so so the second car that passed mary had a honeymoon couple that had gotten lost and they stopped they got out of their car and they helped mary into the back of their truck and laid her down saying lay still we will get you there and they did she said that she remembers like in their old beat-up truck that they were in she heard their tires peeling out that's how fucking fast that they were going to try and get her to help and they ended up finding a phone i think they said that they took her to an airport which is like maybe this only facility around like i mean i guess if it's like dia i get it because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere but like I'm not entirely sure what this is, but it—it, it, I mean, they were kind of in the middle of nowhere, so I think they stopped at the f- first place they could. And one of the sources said an airport, but I have
0: no idea if that's true. But
1: Mary I'm, herself I'm the only said airport
0: in the middle. Wait, no, I don't even know where. Are there any airports in the middle of the five? I don't not that so. I know of, but yeah, I don't think so. There might be like a small, like I was thinking, tiny maybe like
4: tiny airport a, Yeah, somewhere. like a
2: small, like private airport, yeah. or like a military.
3: Or yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm sure. I mean, there's so much space. I'm sure there's something. there's a lot of shit i mean like a lot of nothing and a lot of like random shit out there
1: yeah there's
2: so much space for that
5: but
3: but uh they ended up getting to a phone and called the paramedics and um a rescue helicopter ended up flying to them and took mary to the hospital so it was like a flight for life yeah so by the time she got to the hospital mary had lost half the blood in her body and all of the blood Aren't you like
2: not supposed to be able to be alive at that point.
3: And all of the blood left in her body was completely toxic to her. She should have one hundred percent been dead. It was her will to live and her determination that kept her alive. One hundred percent, she like, would not let her body die
0: yeah. as
3: much as her body needed to die.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I said, but her desperation and determination to live kept her going and helped her not succumb to her injuries. So, I would like to show you at this point...
2: Why was her blood to- I just want just, like, to...
3: The, the dirt and the toxins that were entering from her... like yeah, the, her bloodstream. Yeah, into the, her bloodstream. Like, blood like
2: somebody, yeah. somebody who's much... Yeah. Probably, like, bacteria oh. and shit got into her bloodstream. Like.
3: Another thing was, Mary didn't mention this, but every other source did. Um, after he'd hit her on the head with a sledgehammer, but before he took her to the back of the truck, he made her drink mysterious alcohol, which, uh, she, like, they believed that she was being drugged. So... If that's true, Mary didn't mention it, but if it's true,
1: everything that I just told you and she was drugged and climbing up a hill and walking three miles and all this stuff. So this is our girl, Mary. This is after she's been fitted with her prosthetics.
0: That's amazing.
1: And she's like, she is beautiful. She is so beautiful.
0: That's That's incredible.
1: Not that this would matter if I didn't think that she was beautiful, but, like, yeah. <laughs> Ten days later, police identified and charged Mary's attacker. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to show you. Mary, um, She's this is her actually at a press conference. This mm-hmm. is not her at court, but this is, like, basically around the same
3: time. So this is when she's had one prosthetic, but not another.
2: Just stoked out of her mind. Yeah
3: yeah um and this was i think this was like a like a victim's advocate um conference that she went to amazing so the next time mary saw her attacker was in court and she said that she was very scared and that he was only about 10 to 15 feet away from her when she was on the witness stand and she was like she wasn't like haha fucker i caught you she was like this, terrified yeah this is yeah, the this source is. of all of my trauma
2: yeah exactly Can
4: you imagine like what you would go through if you like just
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah first of all finding out that monsters like that live in the world and then having to come back in contact with a monster that yeah. you experienced
4: and yeah. be like expected to like perform like prof- professionally professionally yeah if just like
3: yeah and like yeah hold yourself together like, yeah. while you're discussing all of this Trauma and, and just the worst things that could happen to a person. Obviously, next to murder, but this was attempted murder. So, excuse me. So, wearing prosthetic arms,
0: which
4: shouldn't be less of a. Of a
3: no, it shouldn't. Hundred percent legal system needs to change. Attempted murder is fucking murder.
4: Yeah, like full stop. Should not definitely
2: get any less years and
3: no, a full yeah, murder. just because
2: you were unsuccessful, just because you're a bad dude. Get a good, kid.
3: Don't get good. Keep keeping a bad murderer.
0: Either way, you should be rotting in a hole.
1: Take advice from Room for Stream. Don't murder. Yeah. So,
0: you shouldn't rot in a prison because prisons are stupid, but you should rot in a hole. Maybe a dumpster with rotten snails.
3: You should be rehabilitated. And by that, I mean go to a psychiatric care unit
1: and stay there forever. Literally forever. Yeah. And we'll figure out why that is really fucking important Uh, in the story.
2: Good. Are we anywhere else? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Finn says, are we we close to a pee break?
3: We are, but it's going to be a slacking. Okay. (laughs) Finley babies, it's okay, baby love. (laughs) You're okay. We're all fine. It's a sweet baby Finn and he's okay. Is a baby love, my sweet baby baby. <laughs>
2: he just lays down. He's like, yeah, yeah, that me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> sweet talk me.
3: When I was like living alone for like the two weeks that I lived alone with him, Ooh. he would get up in the middle of the night and do that, and I would just like wake up and like with my eyes closed, just say all that shit and just be like, okay. I
2: love that you keep calling it two weeks. It was like three days. It was two weeks. No, it's not. Fight me on it. I will fight you. Um. Uh, Okay, let's uh I we have not this is the longest we've ever gone without a pee break.
3: I know, but this is my story.
2: This is my story. No, it's her story. It's her story. <laughs> I know. I know you have to tell. I just we usually have like now we're getting into this section and it's like cool, that's great. We're
3: already past an hour.
2: I know. I haven't peed. Okay. <laughs> I peed. <laughs> that's great.
3: Okay. Hold on. We're I'm almost on. there. Stop talking so I can get you okay, to a pee please, break. Please,
2: please, please hurry.
3: So Wearing prosthetic arms, teenager Mary Vincent sat in a courtroom with her assailant six months after the attack. She went on the stand and told the jury everything that Lawrence Singleton had done to her during the hours that she was held captive by him. Her attacker insisted that Mary was a sex worker, claiming that he hadn't committed the crime. Um, He also maintained that someone else had been in the car and that Mary had threatened him with false accusations, and uh, her attacker called her a, quote, $10 a night whore, unquote.
0: The fucking... Oh. Did he have an explanation why she had no arms?
2: (laughs) 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 It's hard to explain that away, but the fucking... What what what's this who, who was in room for Stream's chat the other day was like the the gall the gall and this guy.
1: I think it was Try.
2: Yeah, the fucking gall. Shout
3: out try Lama. It was
2: like the gall of this person to walk in front of your house. The gall of this fucking guy to get up get up there and say that shit.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Also, I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce your tag, but that's how I pronounce it in my head every time. Sorry, yeah. try.
0: Yeah, everyone calls him try.
3: Well, I yeah, am, but I always say trilemma in my head. Got
0: it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
3: I think it's like, I don't know, in my head it's like, try a dilemma." Sorry, I'll stop wasting time. Yeah. Anyway, so. So <laughs> badly. Lawrence Singleton mm-hmm. was convicted of the rape and attempted murder
1: of Mary Vincent. Guess how many years he was sentenced to prison.
0: Jail. Not enough. Take a guess. I have no,
2: I have no clue.
3: I fucking hate when you do that. Sergio, take a guess.
2: Sentenced for...
3: Okay, he was sentenced to only fucking 14 years in fucking prison, is what I wrote. 14. The maximum sentence allowed under California law at the time for both of those charges.
2: California's trash?
3: Yes. So this is the absolute scum of the fucking earth when he was convicted, Uh Lawrence Singleton. He was 50-ish? Yes. Or he was 50? He was 50-ish. It was, I think, mid-50s is what it said. Nope, 50-year-old. That was 50. After Singleton was finished testifying, Mary had to pass very close by him when they were, like, exiting the courtroom. And when she passed him, he, like, leaned close to her and whispered to her, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish
1: the job. And then she left the courtroom. Kill him. Yeah.
0: On the spot, kill him.
1: Um... Singleton felt that
3: he was the victim in the attack against (laughs) Vincent and decided to sue her. While he was in jail, he claimed that he considered the alleged events um, and knew that he was not guilty. He said he remembered Mary threatening to accuse him of rape and that she had brandished a stick at him. He decided that he was the reason he had become violent or she was the reason that he had become violent. And maintaining mistreatment from the courts, he filed a complaint suing Mary for, quote, forcible kidnap for the purposes of robbery, unquote. And the suits never gained traction and the courts dismissed it. Thank God. The only good thing that the justice system actually did during this fucking time. After this, we'll come back with even more atrocities.
2: I don't even have to pee anymore. My blood is boiling. I who? Fuck that guy.
3: Fuck this guy even harder as soon as we come back. Anyway, um, sorry for this super heavy episode. We're going to take a break. I'm sure y'all could use a quick 10-second break as well. So.
2: I could have taken a break before I heard that part. That part was... Yeah, uh, we'll be right back. Shh, I gotta go pee. Okay. Welcome back to our podcast. Finn says...
1: Mm-hmm. Finn's about to catch these hands.
2: Finn is about to catch these hands. He's, he's causing a ruckus. During the break we just had, um, Finn's just been making all the noises. We did take him out to pee, though, so... <coughs> he definitely doesn't have to pee.
3: No, he's just needy. Mm-hmm. When we give him all of our love and attention every second of every day.
2: Yeah, but he woke up from his nap, so he's like, it's fucking... Me- <coughs> it's me time.
3: It's
0: play time. Me time. Which is fair, but like, We're we're working here.
1: We're working here. He doesn't care. Okay, so, anyway. I'm gonna try and just
3: power through and see if he stops. And we'll just...
2: We can give Sergio the squirt bottle and Sergio (laughs) point it at him.
1: There you go. You don't even have to use it. You just have to wield it.
0: Just point it. He'll stop. Okay.
1: So... We left off with the uh, spawn of Satan himself, Lawrence yes.
3: Singleton. Suing. Trying to sue. Trying
2: to sue, and the Benson. courts dismissed it because he's a
3: bitch. Yeah. So, just over eight years later, Singleton was released and back on the streets for good behavior. Eight years. He served eight years. In
2: his maximum of 14, he served eight.
3: Yes. So, rightfully so, outrage at the short sentence for such a violent and depraved crime, especially against a minor, exploded nationally. Everybody was fucking livid.
2: As they should be.
3: So, as a direct result of his sentencing, the Singleton Bill was drafted, which stops the early release of perpetrators who commit a crime involving torture, and Mary was a strong supporter of this California bill, and the minimum sentence of a crime involving torture is now 25 years. Good. When Singleton was released early from prison for good behavior, Mary said that her nightmares started coming back. And on one occasion, she even broke one of her own ribs from jolting awake during one of her night
0: terrors. Jesus Christ.
3: Mary Vincent was not the only one who feared Singleton. His own daughter, who I told you in the beginning, he told Mary that he had a daughter her age. Yeah. He actually did. And her name was Deborah. And she spoke at length about the nature of her father And what he was like as a dad, when she found out that he was getting out of jail, she also fled and hid. And she asked law enforcement if there was any way that they could keep him behind bars for longer. Quote, I asked California prison personnel what could be done to keep keep him in longer. And I was told there was nothing. They suggested I obtain a restraining order at the time of his release. Uh, sorry, but I mean this is, but I mean this quite sarcastically. I tell you he is a danger. I said that before his first crime. I've changed my name multiple times and I'm moving across date lines. And you all suggest a piece of paper that tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, and not to come within, say, 300 feet of me? Unquote.:
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the logic there is so flawed.:
0: Yeah. Logic, if you will. Logic. So. Now deemed logic. Flawed logic. I like it.
1: Just prior to being released, his psychiatrist stated
3: the following Quote, Because he is so out of touch with his hostility and anger, he remains an elevated threat to others' safety inside and outside of prison.
2: And they released him. They released him. After. His, that was yep. prior to his release.
3: That was his psychiatric assessment before he was <laughs> oh. released from prison.
2: Ooh. I, would, I never would have thought the prison system would fail us so drastically.
3: I, I'm shocked and appalled. Floored. You can tell by this face.
2: I'm floored, really? Oh. I'm on the floor. I'm so shocked. I'm on the floor.
3: After being paroled, note, this I remember from the episode, which is like, you know, nice-ish. So after being paroled, no town would allow the monster to live in their city, knowing that what he was capable of doing to children. Crowds of people would gather to ensure that there would be no place for Larry in their town. But he eventually was allowed to stay on the prison campus of one of the Southern California prisons and then ultimately moved to Florida, which is where he was from.
2: Of course, he moved to Florida.
3: Why and of course Florida of course would, be
2: like, would let? <laughs> yes. Because like,
0: come on, Larry, we got you.
3: While living in Sulphur Springs,
1: Florida, you will never guess what happened.
0: Did he kill somebody?
1: Lawrence Singleton murdered Roxanne Hayes in 1997. Hayes was 31 years old and a mother of three, and he killed her. Quote.
3: With a dozen enraged stabs of a boning knife, unquote.
0: Jesus. Yes.
3: Singleton was arrested at the scene, covered in blood, after a neighbor called to report an assault. And Mary Vincent, 20 years later, chose to testify in court against him, sharing what happened to her um, with the jury and facing him again at that trial.
2: Yeah I mean it's the same thing that she fucking lived for was like make sure she he didn't do it again. Exactly. He did it again so she's like this is my fucking duty. This is the only reason I tried to survive. Yep. Was to make sure he didn't do this and he did that right. so I'm gonna make sure again I do everything that I can so that he doesn't do it yet. Also he's fucking also- what 70 what now? 70 something? Mid 70s?
3: <gasps> no 60s but he's, he's getting on his 70s.
2: Also good for her for like she saw
4: how shitty the whole system was and like she still kept going at it. Yes. She's like, mm. it failed me, but I'm gonna fucking do it well, again. it was
2: mid-50s when it happened. You said 20 years, 20 years later?
3: He was 50 when it happened, I said.
2: Oh. He said mid-50s. Oh I know you then you corrected and said it was he was actually 50. But still, wouldn't he be 70?
0: 20 years later? About. Got it.
1: No, he's literally exactly 70, sorry. Yeah. He's exactly 70. Got it. Um, because
3: Singleton was convicted for this murder and sentenced to death for first-degree murder, but he died of cancer at 74 while in prison in 2001, four years later. So he was
0: sent to the the time.
3: Many believed that Mary and Roxanne were not Larry Singleton's only victims uh, and that he could be responsible for as many as a dozen murders.
2: Yeah, there's no way.
3: This is what this fucking piece of shit
1: looked like uh, when he was convicted for the murder of Roxanne Hayes.
0: Fuck that dude. And fuck the system that allowed him to live out his entire life doing what he wanted to do. Like a full life. Like I lived a full life doing whatever the fuck he
1: wanted. 100% murdering, murdering people. And he was like arrested
3: for like petty crimes and kept for like, you know, two months at a time in yeah. jail or whatever. But yeah. So. In 1998, Mary went to Washington, D.C. to testify in favor of a congressional bill called the No, Chances, no Second Chances for Murderers, Rapists, or Child Molesters Act. Excuse me, while I'm appearing in front of a member of Congress, Mary Vincent shared details of her attack and how Singleton's lenient sentence allowed him to kill Roxanne Hayes nearly 20 years later, and she concluded with this, quote, I've now obtained now obtained the long overdue psychological counseling to help me get over my nightmares and fear. Yet sometimes I still feel like that confused 15 year old runaway trapped in the body of a 35 year old mother of two. No one should ever have to go through what I went through or what the children of Roxanne Hayes will go through
1: without their mother, unquote. And the bill was never passed. After her attack, Mary's leg
3: had to be used to reconstruct uh, her left arm. So this reality ended her childhood dreams of dancing. But today, Mary Vincent is an accomplished artist with two adult sons. And uh, Mary Vincent's art often portrays powerful women as female action figures. And some may be scantily
1: clad, others fully clothed, but are all self-assured and ready to fight. And this is our girl. Mary Vincent at an art show. Fuck yeah. And uh, Mary Vincent says that while Singleton's death did not grant her the peace she hoped
3: for, she said that the relief she saw wash over her son's faces when they learned that he was gone for good just may be enough for her too.
2: That makes sense, yeah. And
3: that is the
1: horrible, horrible story it's of the against Mary Vincent.
0: Fuck that, dude. Fuck, Fuck that. the system. Fuck that, dude. Infuriating. Yeah, that's the second most infuriating case I've ever heard of.
2: The first one was the one I told you about. That almost made me cry. I I listened
0: to on, I'm junkie.
1: Oh yeah, about that the guy one. and his yeah. wife.
0: No. Oh. About the uh, we'll talk about it later because I want you to cover it at some point. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's a very infuriating case. That's <laughs>
2: angry. yeah. I, I even need my palate cleanser this time. Yeah, I need my fun fact. Yes, it's not a fun fact, but it's. I mean, it's a funner, funner fact. It's funner, it's funner. Dive into something a little simpler.
1: Funny or dive into something. Funny or simpler.
2: die. Funny or
3: die. Into um, something simpler.
2: For for those of you who are unaware of what I'm talking about right now, um, at the end of every episode, I will uh discuss a shallower dive into a more like you know lighthearted just interesting topic that i found interesting this week in my own life um it's usually something silly something just maybe interesting something that like is very normal to us but we don't question and we just like want to take a little deeper dive
3: and say what the hell what the hell
2: what the hell what the hell um so that's what we're going to dive into next um are you ready for that? Just about. Okay. Do you want to take a little break,
3: real quick? No, I'm just sweating a little bit. I need to, sweating. I need like a deep breath.
2: Okay, take a deep breath. Take a deep. Take a deep drink.
1: Oh yeah, I should do that too. I have water here. And take a deep breath. This is my like physical palate cleanser.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna give you a pretty. This one's really fun. We're gonna have a good time with this one. They usually are.
3: I love how you're like, it's not a fun fact. It's just a fact. But it's fun.
2: <laughs> but it's not like it's not like it's not a fun fact. It's not like a did you know this?
3: I feel like a fun
1: fact is something that's true that's fun to learn about.
2: I don't know what you're arguing with me. I mean, I would tell you something like fun. Like fun, like son?
1: Like father like son? like
3: father like son. Lake
2: father, lake son. <laughs> uh, okay. But what I mean is like, you know, a fun fact is like, did you know this? That was fun. This is, like, more of, like, an explanation of something that's...
3: I am sure that Gigi's gonna agree with me but once again that I don't think that's the definition of fun fact.
2: I don't know what your problem is right now.
3: I'm so upset that you're lying to me.
2: I'm not lying to you. Sergio, would you agree that a fun this fact... This can only be solved by a physical fight. Go. Sergio, would you agree with me that a fun fact is something that's like, did you know this a fact? It's just a fact. This is not a fact. This is a a dive into something that is fun there are facts involved but it's not a singular fun fact would you would you agree i'm very confused right now by your wording so yeah that's fair
4: okay i don't want to say yes or no uh
2: i mean i don't have a fun fact i don't have like a this is the fact about this done What do you say?
3: It's a tidbit of information.
2: It's a tidbit, a fun tidbit.
3: A fun fact is a tidbit of interesting or entertaining information.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, (laughs)
3: that's. Sorry, dude. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry.
2: I don't. I literally don't even want to tell you now. You're making me angry.
3: Can I tell you a fun fact? I
2: want to hear it. No, you can't. Okay. Well, it's
3: it. been really lovely talking with you all. Yeah. We have a website. Stop, I at- want to hear a fact
2: from Ethan. You don't get it. I want to hear it. You don't get I it. I want to hear it. for being rude.
3: I wasn't being rude, but I am sorry that I offended you.
2: Thank you so much.
3: So this. Anyway, is- so we have a website at... No, we're not done yet. ding dong. And don't be fucking rude.
2: I just told you to apologize for me earlier and call me rude. That's rude. You're rude. There's so much level, so many levels of rude happening right now. That like I don't even know who's doing ruder anymore. Ruder, I Rude, want to be ruder.
3: Rudimentary,
2: rudimentary, rudimentary, rudimentary.
3: You want to hear? Do you want Shut up! Do You
2: want to hear some shit? I'm gonna tell you. Yes. Some, I'm gonna tell you some things, and you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna fucking like it.
1: I hope. I need it.
2: Do you know why zombies eat brains? Yes. Why do the zombies eat brains?
1: Because when zombies, when People die and become zombies.
2: <laughs> yeah. And just, just like the matter of factness of if your answer.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> when people die and become zombies, yeah. their brains melt out of their ears. <laughs> That's like what why you always see goo coming out of zombies' ears. Do you?
4: That was, yeah. I was guessing what the goo was. I didn't yeah. know that. That's what it is. Is that a thing? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Dumbass.
3: Dumbass. Keep going. <laughs> So because they lose their brains when they-
2: I've never seen goo come out of a zombie's ear. Open your eyes.
3: Have you not? Really?
2: Really? No. I haven't
3: either. (laughs) I take it back a little bit. I'm going to rewind a little bit before I say that because- to kill a zombie, you have to kill a brain. So they have to have brains.
2: Yeah, they don't melt out their ears.
3: Oh, okay. New theory. New. What? New.
2: Do <laughs> you want me to just tell
3: you? No, no I, I have an
2: educated guess too. So I have a after Judy, go.
4: no, like
3: I want to bypass. An guess. Okay, no, give me. I do. Okay. My educated it. guess yes. is to kill a zombie, you have to kill their brain. Right? Yes, sure. So they eat more brains, so they have more brains, so it's bigger and harder to kill.
4: Wrong. Okay, can I have, Here's my guess? Okay. So going, going, <laughs> off, oh, yeah, <laughs> going off of uh, Walking Dead,
5: yeah. their
4: brain activity dies, but there's still they're still like something in there that kind of like you know moves their body, like nervous systems yeah. or whatever. Um, in my theory that I just made up that's super smart is they uh, <laughs> they're dead, but they sense what's living and what's in a human being, like center of their life is the nervous system, like their brain. So in my theory is zombies are attracted to and life so they go for people's brains
2: so to be clear i'm talking about the origin of zombies eating brains because zombies are not real (laughs) there's no actual scientific (laughs) analysis of why zombies eat brains zombies are real so So yeah you're all your hypotheses are as right as anything i'm gonna say um but anyway we're gonna go into the origin of zombies eating brains
1: one of these days i'm just gonna guess the fact outright i'm so pissed i did not get hibernation
2: hibernation, hibernation.
4: do you um, have a reason why we're zombies were the first we're the first
2: that's mention of zombies that's well no i don't the first mention of zombies but we're getting into the origin of the whole brain eating thing i thought that was pretty God, interesting okay cool to get into. Just, okay so and before i start this i want to be clear because this was clear in, in, in my research that we are not talking about the, like we're talking about zombies in pop culture and in mainstream media. We are not talking about the... Haitian.
3: Not talking about real zombies.
2: <laughs> well, we're not talking about the Haitian or West African folklore, which is rooted in much different stuff and culture, and we're not talking about that. We're talking about the pop culture, mainstream media, zombie interpretation. So, just to be clear, because you know, that's, that could be a muddy waters to get into. But anyway. Ooh. Yes.
3: Sorry, zombies were first introduced in literature in 1697.
2: Jenny, are you doing research on my topic while I'm telling you my topic?
3: No, I just, he, we, he asked a question. I wanted to answer it. 1697. That's all I have. Oh, I was going to close this. I'm not going to close this. Don't we're close fine. That. Keep going.
2: All right. Anyway, pay attention. Pay attention. Class.
3: I'm too frugal. I can't even pay attention
2: nice it's <laughs> really good
3: did you come up with that no it's oh,
4: there's too much tension oh in this God. pain this pain tension <laughs> uh,
3: pain tension
2: it always takes me like six minutes to get
3: into
2: like, <laughs> I'm so sorry the first line. it's always like <laughs> you know I what it is you know I what it is you're done you're just like I'm fucking no,
4: you know what it is because Junie has such like heavy shit and then like I just like need to like just Let's steam out and this is where I can just- And like
3: we banter. This is the only time I get to like banter. It's not though. It's not
2: the time you should be bantering. I should be able to tell my story without banter. Well, without this much this level of banter before I get past sentence one.
1: You're joking about something fake. We get to have banter.
2: Did you just say zombies were fake?
4: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa.
2: Anyway. Part two. We just of, got zombie shots. 30, 37. Um, you ready to move on? Wait,
1: what was part one?
2: That we're not talking about. We're talking about pop culture. Oh, got it. Not, okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Sue. A Sue.
3: Sorry. Sue. Uh,
2: modern media. I can't fucking speak now. Modern media. <laughs> modern media. Feater, featuring zombies. Featuring. Featuring uh roots back to George A Romero's Night of the Living Dead in 1968.
0: So
1: eating brains.
0: No. Oh, modern media featuring zombies. So
1: all oh, modern media
3: all, featuring zombies.
2: All the stuff we we Gotcha. See like every zombie movie is all sort of tribute to the original 1968 Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Like, a lot of it pays tribute to that. So a lot of...
3: Right, it wasn't really popular in, like, literature or, like, anything. It's
2: pulled from this. This is, like, one of the the main sources of inspiration for all modern zombie.
3: Also, I don't have any information on this because, obviously, I just read a single sentence off of, I think, Wikipedia. Um, But the original mention of zombies in 1697 did not have mention of cannibalism. They were originally described as ghosts or spirits. And it might have just been that's the probably, of, like that, the terminology, that's
2: probably, yeah, that might be the terminology, but that's probably closer to the like West African
3: okay. nations. Asian-
2: yeah, folklore, yeah, um most likely,
3: so, so uh, yeah, they didn't have like the like this like the yes, our perception yes. of or, so this
2: was yeah. the introduction of sort of the pop culture version of zombies, Kay. um, and the 1968 movie Night of the Living Dead was largely considered to have introduced the concept of the modern zombie. So that's where we're at.
1: Right. Modern zombie would be a really good band name.
0: It is a really good band name. I like that. TMTMTM. TM, TM. Um,
5: and
2: I already said, like, almost all zombie media now draws from this movie. This film was, like, the cornerstone of the pop culture zombie. Right.
3: It's been built off of that. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: And although credited for most zombie tropes, zombies don't eat any brains in any of the six of the dead films of Romero's.
3: Okay. I've never seen... I'm such a poser. I've never seen Night of the Living Dead, but I would love to watch it.
2: So, all of his movies, all six of them, no brains are eaten. Okay. Although every zombie trope comes from his... Like, is inspired by his movies. So.
1: You know, it's weird because...
3: Okay, so like... I watch Santa Clarita Diet every day, literally every day. I watch it every single night before I go to bed. Yes, I have seen it a thousand times.
1: It's like three seasons and they're all short episodes, and short amount of seasons. But that's kind of like my most modern perception of zombies. Mm-hmm.
3: And she kills the brain. That's like the old, like, because if she doesn't, they will turn and they'll become immortal. Yeah. And then she just eats that, like eats their bodies and stuff. Yeah. I don't think that if I were to like think about zombies, I would be because like I know like the the trope is like brains, but I just think of zombies as eating people. We'll go
2: go into a lot of that
3: because I think about Zombieland and there's just like that one scene where that woman is on the side of the road and she's just fucking gobbling it up, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going
2: to go into a lot of
3: that. He just made.
2: (laughs) Okay, go on. Continue.
3: What's his name? Curly hair. Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg.
2: He does play
3: Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg was just like you know, it just it just makes you sad. It it just we'll makes. we will go to you... Facebook.
4: It's it's <laughs> in his notes.
3: And then can I get another drink? Hold on, just let me finish this, and then you can continue. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg, when they're watching her eat the fucking dude, and she's he's he's like, it just makes
1: you sad. You know, it just oh. makes you. And then, uh, what's his name? The other guy from Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> just different...
1: Who's the uh, literally the only other guy in Zombieland? There's
2: another guy in Zombieland. Oh yeah, uh,
3: the
1: Twinkies guy, or...
3: Woody
2: Harrelson. Oh,
1: Woody right. Harrelson. <laughs> so,
3: Woody Harrelson because he's just like it just makes you and then Woody oh my Harrelson god, I'm says, gonna touch,
2: I'm gonna touch on so many of these things. Can I just <laughs>
1: says hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That felt a lot like the whole uh, Ant Man. Uh, fucking what's his name?
0: Marvel.
2: We're here. We're here. Michael with Pena. Ma- Michael Pena going through the whole story, and he said yes. <laughs> Dude, this guy told this guy, and then this guy, and then he said yeah. yeah. And you just went through the whole thing. He's like, and he said hungry. <laughs> So thank you for that. I
3: mean, we've already decided if I was literally any character in anything ever it'd be Michael Peña's character in Ant-Man.
4: Is that why why we love you so much?
0: much? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, line two. (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) So, as I
2: previously stated, although credited for most zombie tropes, zombies don't eat any brands in his six films. So he is quoted saying... Whenever I sign autographs, they always ask me, right? Eat brains. I don't understand what it means. I've never had a zombie eat a brain. Really? So everyone asks him to, to write that when he signs autographs. And he's like, that's I not didn't me. Ne- I, didn't I didn't do that. Do that. Um, fake fans. Fake fans. Uh, although his zombies eat flesh, he's never given much thought as to why. So even he's like, yeah, they eat people, but like, it's not that deep. <laughs> um, and he's even entertained the thought of, like, do zombies shit. He's like, because I never... He, he gave it that little amount of thought where he's like, they're eating people. I never even thought about, like, where does that
5: go?
3: I have two comments. I'm sorry. Give me your comments. One of them. Sheila in Santa Clarita no, Diet.
5: <laughs> does she shit? <laughs> she,
3: she says... Does she shit? She says they don't gain weight. So I'm like, she has to... She has to... She's got to be shit. Excrete, Yeah. Also saw this (laughs) meme today.
5: Okay, okay.
3: That said, confirmed
2: (laughs) zombie shit. It sounds like it's gonna be good. It's gotta be good. It's better be good. Let's watch. I have so much to get through here.
1: (laughs) Cat dog shits out of cat's mouth. (laughs) How is that confirmed?
2: In what capacity is that confirmed? (laughs) It's an onion heart. (laughs) Well oh, okay. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Onion article.
3: And it was just like it was dog like smiling in like and then cat's face was just censored. <laughs> so I can't.
2: Are you done? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright. Yeah. For now. Okay. Until my next back, and then you I get to, I get through line three and then and then it's all all the hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um okay. <gasps> Finn. Not not now, dude. Uh, The first screen appearance happened much later in the 1985 movie Return of the Living Dead.
1: Wait, what? Give
2: me a second. Uh, Which is unrelated to the Of the Dead series (gasps) because after the '68 release of Romero and co-writer John Russo's movie, they split ways and Russo retained the terminology Living Dead and Romero retained Of the Dead. So Night of the Living Dead is completely separate from all the of the dead movies that are in the sixth series film that Romero did. So that movie has nothing to do and is not, uh, what's the word? Uh, It's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, like they always, they always use this term in like, uh, Canon. Yeah. It's not Canon to the of the dead films.
3: Okay i have a clarifying question yes you said the first on-screen representation or whatever what is-
2: of eating brains
3: oh okay okay of
2: eating brains yeah so the whole topic is like zombies eating brains got it
3: okay we're, we're i done. thought you said it meant of zombies i was like do not really yeah, just yeah, talk yeah. about no. Their- no he
2: so he made six films but after the first film they split ways
3: one of them went with eating yes. brains the other one didn't
2: yes so Wait. the other one uh it wasn't until 85 so that's like 20 years later or not even tw- not 20, but like but close to 20, 15 or so years later, but he made a movie, and um, there are zombies eating brains in that movie, and that's the first on-screen appearance gotcha, that we okay. know of. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. Zombies so- eat brains for why?
2: <laughs> zombies? You saw my title? <laughs> I know, I have fun with my titles, but they're just for me. Um,
3: Your one last week gave me an aneurysm. <laughs>
2: My other last thing was really good.
3: <laughs> it really jiggled me. Up. Uh, sorry, continue.
2: So the closest explanation uh, came from the returning of return of the living dead writer slash director, Dan O'Bannon, which is such a fucking solid name. Dan O'Bannon.
3: Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon.
2: What's his last name? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a mic off for that one, sorry.
3: <laughs> You're literally. The funniest person I know. I know uh, okay. I say that all the time.
2: But oh So Dan O'Bannon gave his explanation. The, it was just the closest explanation of why they eat brains.
3: Did he make an original decision?
2: No. Okay. This, this is just his his off-the-cuff. I think it was an interview. interview. He was... He was this is his was ex- he
3: associated with The Living Dead?
2: He is the writer and director of Return of the Living Dead. So he was with Russo. John Got it. Russo, okay, okay. The co-writer okay. yep. of the original... Night Light of, of the Living dead. dead. Yeah. The writer slash director of Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, the undead uh, felt the need to feed on brains to ease their pain. Um, and fans of the movie expanded on this, high, hypothesizing that it was for the high levels of serotonin in the brains of recently living humans. To ease their own, like, pain. They were getting, like, a chemical imbalance. Like, they were...
3: Do zombies feel pain?
2: Apparently... I've never thought about zombies feeling pain. That's, yeah, and so apparently that's, really like, that's that was, like, the explanation he gave. that they, they, they do it to ease their pain. Like, it somehow makes them feel better. And then fans were further ex- expanding on this theory that they were doing it because of the chemicals in the brains of recently living humans had they like supplemented the imbalance in a zombie's brain. Like they felt too much pain and stuff. And the chemicals of like serotonin were sort of balancing that out, helping them feel better.
3: Makes you wonder why they didn't try heroin.
2: Heroin probably would have worked a lot better. I mean, a lot easier. We, we probably have a, a much more uh, close to, if anyone knows the film, um, uh, what, what is the, the really dumb apocalypse film with? Uh... Shaun of the Dead? No. I will talk about I will mention that. Uh Rapture Palooza.
3: Oh yeah. With all
2: the with all like the wraiths or whatever they are, like the the zombie-ish type things. The rats. Shout out to Camper King. They just get like they get addicted to weed and they're just like they just love weed.
3: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Instead
2: instead of like they just turn into like basically addicts to, to weed. Which you can't be addicted to weed, but like they become that rather than
3: Do you think they got haunted because they're addicts? I don't get it. They have bats in them because they're addicts.
2: Nice. That's <laughs> fucking good. That's really good. I like that one. Um, so also the uh, production designer, William Stout of the movie, um, was quoted saying that that theory... Return makes, of. Yes. Okay. That that theory makes sense. Like that they... That the fan's theory of like expanding on direct writer-director's theory o'bannon that they eat brains to feel better they feel better because there's serotonin he said that makes sense so it's kind of like a snowball effect like one person was like they do it to feel better the next person was like if they feel better because of the
0: chemicals in the brain the third person was like checks out yes juni you have a question are you gonna say something?
1: Yeah, I have I'm trying to work through it. So
3: two things. Uh-huh. We have no idea how the digestive system of a zombie works. So we have no idea if they're absorbing those chemicals, first of all. Second of all, they don't have blood to like carry anything through their body. Uh-huh. So how does that make, make sense? I don't I mean, I don't think blood carries your chemicals. I'm not and sure.
2: We're gonna get into why none of this is exactly relevant and is sort of um bullshit not no not bullshit (laughs) but like not the biggest uh you know not romero's favorite thing who is basically the godfather of zombies
3: Oh, what a title.
2: Like everyone sort of looks to him as like the know-all and all be all of like zombie because he created the modern zombie. He created the pop culture version of zombie.
3: Damn, imagine being Rob Zombie and then having the grandfather <laughs> or the godfather. Grandfather. The
2: grandfather. <laughs> the
3: grandfather of Zombies.
2: Yeah. So we'll get we'll get into that because there are these questions, like, and they keep piling up, you know, because it's like okay but if that makes sense then then why this and like why that and then we're getting into like why all of that is completely irrelevant
3: i my biggest thing is everybody adapts zombies differently and like i have no qualms with any adaptation
2: yeah anyway. i i agree but we'll go into so uh romero romero dislikes uh a very i don't know anyway, i don't think i wrote the uh author's name i forgot but the zombie survival guide you know like that really popular book that became popular i think around the daisy era Mm -hmm. when that movie came out um but he uh is not a fan of that uh not particularly a fan of daisy
0: or the walking dead
1: are you thinking world war z
0: world war z daisy's a a, daisy daisy is a game video game oh think about world war z
2: yes that's what i'm actually talking about. Got it. Okay.
4: Yeah. Also, i, I just came back from peeing and i heard what we but the book and the movie are very different.
2: Yes, i they think i told you different. about. it. Um, i don't think Romero is a fan of either. That makes sense. You can imagine. I um, love what we the, the okay. books. Yeah, so you okay. told me it's really good. Yeah. I'll have to read it. Um, i have it. And here's the reason why he is not a fan of these sort of depictions or like uh, dramatizations of like the zombie trope. I guess, um, because his intention, the focus was on us. The focus was on humans' reactions to zombies. It was the drama of us and our reactions and the way we behave and not on the zombies, which is why he never put any thought into why zombies eat people or any of that, because it wasn't about the zombies. It was about the humans experiencing zombies. So all these things that sort of... But the focus on zombies, he's like, you're taking it too seriously. You're not. You're missing the point of what I was creating.
3: It's like that monster could have been anything. Yeah. It just exactly. happened to be a flesh-eating human.
2: Exactly. It had to be an undead fucking yeah. flesh-eater. Like yeah. That's what it happened to be. Right. But it could have been anything. My focus was on the reaction of humans to that.
1: Um, Remember Plants versus Zombies?
2: Yeah, it's a great game. So fun. Um... So yeah, he said that the reason or function was not important to to the story. It has nothing to do with anything. So all the questions about it or like theories around it, he's just like, doesn't matter. It's not about them. It's about us. Um, But anyway, the creator of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, stated he will never reveal an origin story to how the outbreak happened in The Walking Dead universe. And... Uh, likewise, in Shaun of the Dead, they don't reveal; they hint towards things, but it's all a um, sort of tribute, or uh, I I can't think of the word, but it's basically a tribute to Romero's first movie, like his sort of his idea of what the zombie is. Like they both pay tribute to that by not revealing because it's not about them; it doesn't matter to the story, even the. The creator of The Walking Dead said, like it's irrelevant to the story of how the outbreak happened. Because it's not about them. It's about the humans that are in or experiencing
0: this sort of thing. You guys want to
1: saying, I hate that. Literally, like fuck The Walking Dead for that reason specifically.
3: And it like I understand this entire logic and like I'm this is a personal thing. This is like I understand
1: like how, how um like honorable that is and everything. Yeah. But that's like It comes at night. Did you ever see that? It's a vampire movie, right? No. Is it not? No. What am I thinking? (laughs) What are we doing in the shadows? No.
5: (laughs) No. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, it's
1: about
3: a mysterious sickness that's hyper contagious but you have no idea what it is Mm -hmm. it's just like you're they're like it starts with a family sitting at a table and they're like in the middle of nowhere in a cabin because they're secluded because it was like an outbreak or whatever and they just know that their grandfather is sick so they just take him outside and burn him and then like it's about the family staying there and then this they find this guy in the woods and then they like they tie him to a tree because they're like oh he could be sick or whatever um, but they have no idea. And then, spoiler alert, everybody kills everybody in the movie. Everybody dies. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they all kill each other. And it's because, like, the enemy of humans is humankind, not, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And I could not, I, like, that whole movie felt pointless because there was never an origin story. Just, like, never told.
4: That sounds like it would be better without an origin story. <laughs> it
2: just it just kind yeah. of proves that just humans suck. Yeah, I think that that, that is <laughs> the, the origin
4: story.
1: That wasn't implicit is... in the movie.
2: Got it. Well, I don't know. That just feels different than like, you don't. uh, I agree that I agree with this sentiment and like this sort of because as someone who watched The Walking Dead, I literally never questioned why it happened or how it happened.
3: Anytime I watch anything, it's like the crazies, the happening, zombie land.
2: But but okay, so watching The Walking Dead, I was never I never thought about it because I was so invested, which was the whole point of it. You're invested in the people in the show and, like, what they're going through and all that stuff. And I never even thought about, like, how did the zombie apocalypse start? How did it happen? I was like, cool, it happened. What the fuck is happening with these people? Yeah, I feel like, and, like I started watching it. I'm like, okay, I'm in a zombie world. I'm like, I'm, Yeah, and it was like, I gonna... don't care how I got in a zombie world. I'm in a zombie yeah. world.
0: And, like, I just, I think that, but, uh, yeah.
1: Resident Evil.
0: Sorry. Yeah, I, like I, I, I don't know. I just I just. But there's like there's some stuff where like the point of it is
4: like they're trying to figure out the origin. That's like that's that brings it into like the story. And now yeah. th- stuff like this is like this is they're in the world in the middle of a world. Yeah. And I think and
2: that's, that is their uh-huh. tribute to Romero's sort of
3: Thirty Days of Night is what you are thinking of.
2: That is what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, uh, I think that was that's their tribute to Romero's sort of whole ideology about.
3: Yes, I one hundred percent.
2: It's about see humans reacting to the situation how they behave it's it's about human behavior and relationships and reactions and like it's all about that and not about a fucking monster it's not about that so i think that is a great tribute to his original work
0: um but also like i said he is not too much of a fan of the walking dead
3: that's so
2: yeah um, imagine that he, you're like
3: i want to pay tribute to this like one person well, who helped build my show i mean show, every, and he's just like so i hate your show
2: <laughs> so so like everything pays tribute to, like i said like every modern zombie sort of pays tribute to it's his
3: all or, an homage to yes to, yes like, it I
2: all pulls that. from that so i mean everything's sort of a trope or everything's sort of an homage to him but he i think he's quoted saying that uh, the walking dead is a soap opera with an occasional zombie which he's not wrong it's all about the human drama it literally is just it's a soap opera it's it's a drama with
3: i think that's why i hated it and all the zombies are cgi'd not all of them but like there's a good majority of zombies that are cgi'd i watched one scene where they're behind like there's like a survivor behind a fence that's like kind of like crippled is that a bad word to use i don't know if that is but who's injured I
2: i think you just just discredited your whole uh your whole rating on the thing by saying i saw one scene
3: no <laughs> i saw a scene in the show how much of the show have you seen a mm, few episodes <laughs> yeah, I, I lost interest instantly and then yeah. like had a friend who watched it did so you start we, like, from one y- yes
2: you started from episode one yes lost interest in three yes okay you didn't see enough
3: that's not no nope no i'm not getting the game of thrones argument here if your show is not good enough to hook me in the first three episodes i'm turning it off anyway that's not what i meant
2: there's oh game of Thrones is good season one season two is where it gets rough
3: but there's a person who's injured and there's like they're behind a chain link fence yeah and then there are just zombies like trying to like get through the fence mm-hmm. and there's a ton of them and there's like two that are real and the rest are cgi'd and it's so cheesy and corny and it's like what I'm a big zombie you film understand, you, understand, you
2: understand the budget of a season one show is very low.
3: I don't know if it was in season one. I don't remember. It was. It. I haven't seen the show. I in asked a very long if you time. saw
2: this. The you started from season or episode one.
3: Yes, but then I just told you I had a friend who was watching it, so like they would come over and we'd like put it on or whatever. Same thing with the only reason why I've seen
1: like an episode or two of The Office. Um,
0: I can get into that.
1: <laughs> uh, but. Not for me. I, I like good. Well, first of all, I'm a huge.
0: <laughs> Whoa,
4: ease up. No. Not for me. I like good shows. <laughs>
3: no, that's not what I was gonna say. I like. Um, I have like a really deep appreciate appreciation for special effects makeup, and I just really like a good gory zombie, and like a gratuitous. You can't zombie. say in
2: the in, in the same thought process that you like good special effects makeup and then say so you don't appreciate the walking deads you don't appreciate like special effects people like, who are working on
3: special effects on, makeup not computer generated
1: images made by I, someone who's that. working special on special effect
2: like like in 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 its entirety the walking dead is like high level all of that special effects both makeup and effects like it's it's
3: yeah, but the occasional zombie. Like, I'm looking for a zombie show. If I'm watching okay, The Walking okay. Dead, I don't want to watch it. You just
2: took a that. quote that I said and used it in your own argument, and that's not fair.
3: I think that's perfectly fair. That's, that's not fair.
2: Because you don't know that there's an occasional zombie. Like, that's his quote of being, like, the zombie guru of all time.
3: Guru. Zombie guru. Grew.
2: Zombie guru. Grew. Um, he, but, yeah, that, that's his quote. Like, I fucking love them. I, they're, they're, I I guarantee if you watch that show there are more than the occasional zombie. There are zombies in probably hundred percent of the episodes. So
3: I was gonna say <laughs> if you don't say every single fucking episode Of course there's fucking zombies in every episode. It.
2: It's a good show. You're shitting I you. you're shitting on nothing. How dare you?
3: Junies don't shit. <laughs> uh, who knows zombies do? Who
2: knows the zombies do? Anyway.
3: Zombie Zoo, zombies <laughs> do. Zombie Zoo, zombie Zoo. Who um, let them
1: zombies out of that damn zombie? In
2: 1992, <gasps> Ser- Sergio will know uh, what I'm talking about here. He was also. I was one. two. He was two, but I was one. But anyway.
1: I was negative six. As,
0: as a fan of. Uh, The Simpsons. Go figure. The Simpsons are relevant, and you know, just paving the way for the future. Always
2: predicted everything. Everything. Uh, One of the main theories is that uh, in 1992, The Simpsons aired an episode, a Treehouse of Horror episode, their first Halloween episode, uh, and they had a segment called "Dial Z for Zombies." where they featured a parody of Return of the Living Dead where it was also...
0: It was after
2: the original Return of the Living Dead where zombies ate brains. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. In 85, Return of the Living Dead came out, which is the first on- And
4: Homer didn't have a brain, and so they just
2: walked away from him. I
4: remember that one. Yep.
2: See? So you know what i talking about. But anyway, uh, so... That's
3: he, really funny. That's a really funny... So
2: 85, uh, Return of the Living Dead comes out. 92 simpsons put out a parody halloween episode um and they depict zombies in light of return of living dead where zombies eat brains um but the theory is that uh kids that were not old enough to be watching zombie films uh were able to watch this and that was their first
0: introduction introduction
2: to zombies and they were eating brains so an entire generation of children gained this trope of zombies eating brains and that just like built this whole trope for literally millions of kids who grew up thinking that zombies eat brains when it was really that's wondering me it was, in, that was yeah, my
3: first, exactly
2: <laughs> it was in one movie so i think that it, just, it just that's the theory that it spread throughout an entire generation from the simpsons
4: when i just it was realized only, that was
2: my first introduction to zombies when it was only in one film at that point yeah and it just became a, a a big
0: thing um and that's all i got so there's no actual um you know why but the
2: original on screen was in
1: there's a who what when
2: yeah the return of the living dead um co-writer of the original uh night of the living dead um and then simpsons uh brainwashed all of us
3: or no brainwashed no brainwashed all of
2: us, no brain washed all of us. <laughs> And that's, that's the, I thought that was a really fun and interesting dive into something that like we love because we love horror stuff. And, like,
3: 100%. That was so yeah. fascinating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We always have different opinions on things, which is like, fine. It's not a big deal.
2: Yeah. Like right and wrong
0: opinions.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you don't know you're right from your left, so I don't trust you saying yours are right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what? I'll be fine having left opinions. You can keep your
1: right opinions.
0: Nice. Thank you. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Now I just want to go watch a bunch of zombie movies. We should really, really, really watch the original and the Return of.
2: We want to watch tonight. So no? We're gonna go full uh, Doctor Big Slipknot T-shirt, Senior, Junior, Brother, San,
3: Baby Corey,
2: Baby Corey. He's just baby Cory. All yeah. of those. All of those. Is baby ins- Cory. Ins- 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 <laughs> baby cord. Uh We should go in full fashion of uh, starting h- the entire method self, and go from yeah. Well, not we're gonna watch Saw, but we're gonna go from Night of the Living Dead and watch all six of Romero's movies and also Return of the Living Dead, which is Russo's movie in '85.
1: Did he only make one?
2: I don't know if there's more than that. There's since. It wasn't mentioned in in all my research, so makes sense. I think he, I mean, he retained the right to use that terminology mm-hmm. in his film. So I think he wrote, he made that movie. And I think that might be might be it. But there were because there were, I mean, there were six already. There, were, I don't know about that time. There were six, but from those, like twenty years, I feel like he like Romero probably made six within the twenty years that uh, Russo made his first film. But either way, we should go through all of the Of the Dead and Living Dead series, whatever that means, all of them.
3: If you have any horror movie recommendations, feel free to email us at hello at mntpodcast.com or drop a DM in our Instagram at and tidbits. That's misfits, the
1: letter N, tidbits.
2: <gasps> yeah, that's all I got for you this week.
1: Okay. okay. I almost forgot that we just talked about a horrible, horrible tragedy.
3: We
4: did talk about a horrible, horrible tragedy. Troubles today. Troubles today.
3: Um yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We're gonna spiel here. So if you want to tap out, don't because you need to rate, like, subscribe wherever you listen, and now you can tap out. Um, but if you do want to know more about us, you can visit our website at mntpodcast.com. As Ethan mentioned in the beginning, we have a Twitter and an Instagram at Mistbits and Tidbits. Our contact information is on our website, but if you'd like to email us, please feel free to email hello at mntpodcast.com um there's anything that i got wrong about the mary vincent case or if there's anything that you have super interesting about zombies or anything that like even if it's not about the eating brains thing specifically but feel free to email us about that obviously we were both very much entertained about this topic
2: speaking of if you think i missed something it might be in the bonus segment featured on our youtube and instagram instagram yeah yeah, We've got extra facts, extra bonus facts that I think are really fun, and they're going to touch on a couple of things that we mentioned.
3: We're going to have a micro Not a mini soap Micro
2: soad. Micro Not even mini. Yeah. A little bonus content for you.
3: Yes, so feel free to check us out uh, on Instagram and YouTube if you'd like to see our beautiful faces and watch that bonus content. All of our bonus content will likely only be um films because that is a our, our primary medium we love doing the actual podcast part of this um, yeah so please
1: mostly
2: full episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, like the actual podcast platforms are going to be full episodes our bonus stuff will be on our other uh, means of socializing
3: until we do listener tidbits which we would love to do many shows for you so um you know we'll get around to that at some point um but for now Thank you so much for spending your Monday with us. If it's Monday for you or um, any other day of the week is totally fine as well. We hope you learned something or
1: enjoyed yourself or or, or.
2: find out that you hated us. Who
0: cares? I do. Please like me.
1: I mean um light rake. right like
0: <laughs> right like subscribe.
3: I <laughs> get it.
2: Right like subscribe. Like father, like son. Smash that fucking like button. (laughs)
3: Smash that fucking like button. Let's get out of here. Get out of here. Catch new episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday. Me.